Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Enjoy listening and watching as addiction experts Mark Sheeran and I cover controversial as well as helpful topics on addiction, how to move past it, and other related subjects. As two of the co-founders of the Freedom Model, Mark and I will give you a completely new perspective on the topics that matter to you. We will take to task the Recovery Society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. How much time, energy, and resources have you invested in helping someone that's struggling with an addiction only to watch them keep going back to it? You don't want to give up on them, but you're fast giving up hope that they'll ever change. Well, you can step off the addiction roller coaster and find a solution that'll work for both of you. Join addiction experts, hosts of the popular podcast, The Addiction Solution, and authors of The Freedom Model for Addictions, Mark Sharon, and me, Michelle Dunbar, to learn a solution that'll provide you and your loved one freedom from the addiction battle for good. It's called Families Moving Past Addiction Masterclass, and it's a three-hour live online free event where you'll hear information about addiction we guarantee you've never heard before. So if you love someone struggling with an addiction, then this masterclass is for you. To enroll, click the link provided and register soon for the date that works for you because each masterclass will only have 50 participants. We'll see you at the class. We want to send you a free copy of our revolutionary book, The Freedom Model for Addictions. To help us bring this incredible gift to you, we ask that you pay a small fee for shipping. Learn how tens of thousands of people have permanently solved their addictions without steps or meetings and make 2023 your best year yet. Give yourself or someone you love the gift of total freedom from addiction. Click on the link to get your free copy sent to you today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Addiction Solution. I'm Michelle Dunbar. And I'm Mark Sheeran. And we are the authors of, well, Michelle wrote this one. The Freedom Model for the Family. Yep. And then, of course, we have the Freedom Model for Addictions, which we co-wrote with Stephen Slate. Yes, yes. No. And welcome, everyone. This is, I think, episode 171. Um, so, yeah, there are 170 more episodes you can binge listen to. And you can look at the topics and, like, go to the ones that you are struggling with right now. And, you know, we, the topics that I, the titles I picked literally are exactly what we're talking about. So today what we're going to talk about is perseverance. Yeah. Persistence in, in a different company that I run, we have what's called uh, the three P's, which is patience, persistence, and practice. Right. Mm -hmm. And that the three P's are the um, formula for success. And I think the most important one is uh, persistence perseverance, right? Um, let me just move my, my, uh, thing here. Okay. Just don't like it sitting in front of my face, the microphone. Um, <laughs> so, uh, 
the next podcast, we're going to be in a new place. Yes. I was just thinking that I'm like, see this background here. We're at the retreat. We're in uh, this beautiful room here um, in front of our fireplace, this gorgeous fireplace. And it is a pretty mantelpiece. But next time we're going to be in our new studio and we're going to have a big, big picture of the freedom model logo behind us yeah we're gonna look all official yeah and sterile (laughs) (laughs) no no not at all it's gonna be great maybe we'll set up a little plants or something around us um to make it make it look a little homey i suppose um so yeah we are actually moving uh out of the retreat and into our new office suite um, we're moving right along persistence, right? Yeah, that's persistence. So, <laughs> so let's talk about, uh, persistence and I've been doing some TikTok videos on this and little snippets. I talk about the three P's. I also talk about, um, what you can control. So, mm. so I think that our audience specifically, um, many of them are in a place where they're lost, mm. stuck struggling, confused. Uh, Obviously not all of you. Some of you have have listened to us and have moved on with your life, but you still listen because you're entertained by it. Um, But but when it comes to people that are really struggling, um, there's a sense of a loss of control, right? Not just with substances, but with life. So let's talk about that for a minute first and set the stage for who we're talking about and why persistence is so important. And also... I also want to mention that persistence is a um, trite statement. You know, what we're talking about can sound like, oh, God, here we go. Lift yourself up by your bootstraps kind of talk. Don't give up. The only people that fail are the ones that give up. And now, yeah, people take that crap for granted. And here's the irony of, of that. It's absolutely true. It is. And the only time that it matters is when you're about to give up. Right? right. The only like I, I would say that when you get married um, and we know that more than 50 percent of marriages end in divorce, when you get married, there's you know, they talk about commitment, right? Love and cherish until death do you part and things like that. Well, the only time the word commitment actually matters is when you're ready to call it quits. Yeah. So I talk about how the world and the universe is gamed against you. And and I and I know that some people think that that's a real negative outlook. I'm not saying it in a negative way. Mm-mm. What I'm saying is that there are certain challenges in life and, and there's a certain amount of suffering that's uh, inevitable. And there's no way to avoid it. For instance, if you decide to not be persistent in your goals, let's say, and um, you decide that uh, maybe passively that I'm going to be passive in life, that I'm going to avoid pain, that I'm going to do all these things. Well, then that brings on more pain sometimes. Yeah. There's yes. So, so you are being persistent. Make no mistake. You're, you're, you're just dedicated to something else. Passivity. That could be the fourth P that destroys the first three P's, right? Passivity. Yes. So I, I think that what choice you make matters and you can be persistent in passivity. And guess what? Your life will be a train wreck. Yes. It will be a train wreck. Um, and that's strong language, I know. But 
but the person that decides they're not going to ever exercise, that I'm not going to change my habits, I'm not going to work hard, I'm going to shy away from relationships that might take some work, I'm going to shy away from challenges, I'm not going to exercise. I'm not going to do anything that makes me uncomfortable even for a minute. Right. And we see a whole generation of kids now that have been infantilized by this weird culture we live in now that where they tell them that, you know, words or violence and all this kind of nonsense. Right. That, that life is, it shouldn't be hard. Yeah. You know, and, and so the avoidance of doing things that make you uncomfortable, the avoidance of struggle, the, it's not possible. Number one. That's, that's what's so important here. It's, it's impossible. That's yeah. You, you can't avoid struggle. And so the more you try to avoid it, the more, the harder things get. I mean, that's the reality of life. I mean, you know, been on the planet 55 years. So, so I don't think I really understood that till I was in my forties where that, oh, you really just can't avoid that. You can't avoid doing things in life that make you uncomfortable if you want to be happy in life. And that's the irony, right? Right. Um, because, because so, so I, take to making my life like doing the hard stuff up front you know doing the things that that maybe I don't want to do up front so that things down the road are a little bit easier for me that's right now I don't want this to get confused with if you uh, meditate or you decide to not to rest, right? To rest or to not fight or to leave a relationship that's highly difficult. I grew up in a, in a culture where pain was not vilified, but pain was a trophy. And that was, my parents were German immigrants, World War II era German immigrants. And they just assumed that life was this terrible thing. Always, sometimes. right. Yeah. That it, uh, and, but they were highly successful people. I, so I think they took the, the principle of toil being a prize too far, you know, to an extreme. Yeah. That right. persistence was necessary in all endeavors and, and you know, that's, it's, yeah, it's kind of like my dad making everything a fight. Everything doesn't too. have to be a fight. Yeah, that That's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, and, and you know what? I took that on for the first 18 years of my life and it me ended too. me in the hospital multiples of times. And, literally with fighting and with, with just chaos. So, but I filtered out the unnecessary persistence, the unnecessary creation of conflict. I, it took me yes. two decades to sort out what is productive struggle. When should I challenge myself and persevere? Right and have persistence and those things that I could let go of. And when you figure out that balance for you, whatever that means, um, you'll be okay. It's okay to, to say, I'm going to live a passive life. Sure. There's nothing wrong with that. You, as long as you're willing to pay the trade-offs of that with. Exactly. Exactly. We're not judging, um, you know, people that, choose to do certain things or not do certain things. Uh, what we're saying with the purpose of this is, and I really, I, I'll get to it for you. And that is, there are a lot of people somewhere in the process of changing their preference for 
for their preferred behavior, their preferred substance, and the way that they use it. So you're in the process of changing that. And there is definitely an allure to giving up. The, the giving up and saying, I'm just somebody, I, I'm just somebody who can never drink right. like other people. I, right. I can't moderate. I, I can't. You know, mo- I'm just right. somebody that's always going to do this and cause problems. And once an alcoholic, always an ad- alcoholic or addict. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what we're saying is no, there, there is, you can change it. You can, wherever you are in that process, a lot of times it is darkest just before the dawn. And that's when a lot of people tend to give up is when they're right there. That, that's so true. So let's, let's hone in on that. Can we hone in on yeah. that? So a lot of people in our Facebook group I see uh, are looking for an easy answer to, they ask a question like, you know, how do I become free? Well, we wrote a 469 page book to, to describe how to get there. And now you, you don't necessarily have to take every word of 469 pages and apply right. it to your life because it's just not, we're dealing with a whole wide breadth of people, but I would suggest you read the whole damn thing before you start asking deep questions, because if, if, you, <coughs> if you're not willing to even do that, that sort of foundational work, you can't understand what questions to even ask. Yeah. <coughs> for yeah. your personal situation. Yeah, it, it it is it's easier to sit back and and try to be passive about this and try to like wait to want to change. There is the kind of the human model now where where people wait for something to inspire or motivate them. And you can wait forever and that'll never come because real motivation and inspiration is something that you create for yourself. Yeah. It's part of the evolution of effort. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's changing the way you're thinking consciously, consciously changing that and, and challenging what you believe consciously. It's, this is not something I think the whole addiction treatment model is a very and a passive model where you're waiting for somebody from the outside of you, something from the outside of you to come in and change your mind for you, which is why it's horribly ineffective. And even worse there that you're, you're, you have the illusion that somebody else can change you and they make it a battle that you need to persevere from. So oh, they've got right. it, they've got it on both sides wrong. So what the freedom model says is it can be easy with understanding. Yes. So through understanding truth about substances, about the false concept of addiction, you are freed and then it becomes easy. Yes. So do you want it to be easy? Pay the price on the front end with reading the freedom model, listening to the audiobook, get the online program, get the coaching, get the information on the front end, and then it can be easy. It, it can, but, yeah. but, but you have to undo the battle falsity. Yes. I want to tell you an analogy that just came into my mind just now. So you know how, when you make spaghetti and you use a colander and you know, you let the water all fall through. Well, when you first start like this whole process of the freedom model, it's like you're trying to strain spaghetti through a bowl. 
Okay. Like, like you have you're there's so much misinformation and beliefs that you have that that the information kind of can't penetrate. Does yep. you understand yep. what I'm trying yes. the the visual I'm trying to make here? Of course. It, they can't penetrate. So as you read the freedom model, you're you you have to open that your mind. You have to open up the little holes in the colander, so that information can kind of sift through there, and and the in order to do that, you have to open your mind to the fact that maybe maybe everything I think is wrong, and maybe they're right. Maybe I am totally in control. Like, just allow for that for a minute. Am I totally in control? Maybe I'm totally in control of what I'm doing. Okay, I'm going to allow for that. Now, if that's true, then why am I doing it? So there's this kind of natural process that will happen once you open your mind. Like, the sky is the limit. And and that goes with perseverance because if you have in your mind, I'm going to figure this out and I'm not going to quit until I do, and you don't allow for the possibility that you're going to stop, you will be successful. That's right. So, so what we're defining here, which is really interesting, is that perseverance in the freedom model means something completely different than perseverance in the addiction model. Perseverance in the addiction model is guarding yourself from the concept mm. of the illusion of a third party called addiction attacking you and building defenses and building an addiction proofed life and modifying your people places and voiding triggers. Yes. All this, this modification, which is exhausting, right. And depressing and fighting cravings. Yes. Fighting yourself yeah, and your preference that you've built and how they've built up the drug and they've created an enemy and, and all that language, right? That's perseverance. No doubt. <laughs> yep. Yep. No doubt. Continue that fight. But, or with the freedom model, it's perseverance in understanding research. Yes. If at its at its absolute core, it's simple logic. It's the work like a student. It's being a student of freedom. Yes. It's being a student of, oh, I am free. I have always been free and I've been misinformed. And let me clarify that misinformation which takes work. And in some cases, like for me and Michelle, it took us 12 long years because we didn't have the freedom model. No. But when we wrote the freedom model, we did that for you. So you could speed that process up to the speed of reading a book and then challenging your preference, however long that takes. Yes. But with understanding of facts, it becomes very efficient, it becomes very quick. And look, if you're not somebody that's going to read a book, Get the online program. It's cheap. It's quick. It's 95 plus because we're always adding video tutorials with me and Michelle teaching you. Um, if maybe that's maybe you need to, to speak to somebody, then get the coaching. Have a one-on-one -on -one coach. We offer that. There's no reason why you should sit around in your house drinking and drugging read impartial paragraphs of the freedom model, struggling and going on Facebook groups and hoping against hope that you're going to get some key. Or going back and forth to meetings or back and forth to treatment or, mm -hmm. you know, where you're kind of painful, you, your leg, you have one leg in, in the freedom model, one leg in treatment, 
or, or 12 step programs. And you're like, what works, what works? And I, I remember those things. I remember going back and forth, like in my mind, like what is true and what isn't. And, and so, so if you're in that place and it's like, I, you know, the, the, there is an allure of giving up. Boy, there, there, there's, and you know what that is? That's the allure of self-pity, which is guaranteed failure. Yeah. It's, I don't have to challenge myself now. I can give up and I can take the passivity route, um, in this, in this section of my life. I, I made a decision when I was, uh, 19 years old, turning 20, that I would not allow myself to go into self-pity. Now I didn't at first succeed because I had such a deep preference for, um, being depressed and actively engaging in depression, uh, which is what it is, by the way. It's the way you frame the world. It's not a biological thing. Um, so it, it ends up being a biological exactly. thing. It exactly. results in biological effects, but it's not caused by biological effects. Um, it's, co it's caused by how you frame your circumstances as hopeless or, or that you have no control under your circumstances, which brings me to my next point. I wanted to get to gaining control. And it's easier to persevere in something you feel you have some control in. And now, when things look hopeless, it's really wild. Because if you concentrate on hopelessness, you get more hopeless. That's for sure. So go figure. <laughs> you are what you think. Yep. Um, but what's interesting is in hopeless moments, there's always something you can control. Yes. But what happens is, in your mind, you pick out an idealized version of yourself in your hopeless state. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. You're in this hopeless state. You're sitting on your couch. You feel like oh, the whole world's cascading down on you. And then you look out at the idealized uh, section of you and you say, I wish I had the bigger house. I wish all my bills were paid. I wish the, the car payment, they weren't coming to repo my car. I wish I wasn't booting heroin. I wish I wasn't getting a divorce. And so what you do is you overwhelm yourself. On purpose. Yes. So this on I, purpose. Ideal, I don't want to brush over that. that <laughs> that's right. You practice the art of self-pity. So I can't have that. Well, guess what? You can't right then. That that's not going to happen. So what you have to do is you have to ratchet back control and go, okay, I'm sitting on the couch. What could I do? And I'm not shitting you. I've done this. I've been broke, bankrupt, just no family, lonely. And I can, I can remember I would drop down and do 20 push-ups because I could, you know, get the pulse rate up. And then I said, well, fuck it. I'll go for a walk and I would go for a walk and I'd say, okay, what can I control right now? Well, I can fix the brakes in my car because I have 20 bucks and I can go on rock auto and, you know, back then it was Napa and, and, and put the brakes in my car and I can figure out how to do that. That was before YouTube. And I can remember these moments in my life, you know, 30 years ago where I was building my life from what I could control. And guess what? That's perseverance. That's persistence saying, I have the ability to walk myself out of my depression right now, out of my self-pity and do something. Yes. And I, I can control something in my sphere of influence and everybody can. Yes. Nelson Mandela talks about it, being in solitary confinement for decades, right? And what he would do 
in that little cage that they put him in. Victor Frankl talks about it in, in Man's Search for Meaning being in the concentration camps. That's right, in Auschwitz. So, and I mean, there's to, there's many stories about this, pe- people's bodies being imprisoned, but their mind isn't. And so I just, I just, it starts with, I refuse to give in to self-pity and I'm going to embrace what's right in front of me. And then you walk out of pain. That's what happens, but it can be a painful process at first because your, your psyche and your body may not be used to it, but guess what? Does passivity work? Yeah. It's very easy too. If you're, if you're someone who is sitting on the outside and you're watching someone drink themselves to death, um, and, and it's easy to just assume that for somehow, some way that person is not in control. And, and so when people on the outside of you are doing that and they see you and they're like, they, 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 and you start playing the roles, you start playing the roles and then you start believing that role. So if you're sitting there and you're just every night you get home, maybe you are going to work and you get home and dishes piled in your sink and you, you've practiced all day ruminating on how shitty your life is and all the things that are wrong with it. Right. And then you get home and your house is a mess and there's dishes piled in the sink. And, but there you, you stopped at, you stopped at whole foods and you got your two bottles of wine. Right. And you're just going to sit there and drink your wine lamenting on how, you know, maybe you had the freedom model, maybe you ordered the online program and you haven't, you haven't looked at it, you know, and you're just like, I just can't, I just can't. I can't say no. I just, I'm going to drink all night. Well, yeah. If you are practiced at that and, and you believe it about yourself, it's going to feel like it's impossible, but it never is impossible to do something different. It really is all about, you know what? Tonight, maybe I will drink my wine, but I'm going to watch a couple videos in the online program. I'm going to, I'm going to, do the dishes in this. I'm just going to do the dishes. That's so crucial. I can't tell you. So there's two sides to, to uh, persistence that, that we we've been highlighting. And let me, let me talk about that. And that is you can go too far with persistence and create a battle and <laughs> right. create misery for yourself and, and go radical. And then there's total passivity where, which is going to have its own consequences and trade-offs that over the long term can be devastating. Yeah. Um, and what I found is for me, because of my background, um, I had to actually ratchet back my persistence me too. level a little bit <laughs> and find a, a place where that was healthy. A balance. Yeah, a balance. A balance of of you know, okay. I have done a bunch of work today. I've really moved my life forward. I'm evolving as a person. Let me just relax for a little while and have my glass of wine. I don't drink wine, beer, Yeah, (laughs) you know, um, or, or whatever. I, I use that as an example, but, but there's, but what Michelle just said is when you're in that place of utter confusion, and real deep pain and yeah. depression and anxiety. And Which both he and I have been in. Oh, dude. So you should know. Dude, suicidal, just utter, complete and utter self-pity despair. and despair mm-hmm. and hopelessness. Um, and I mean, I looked out at my life at 18 years old and I had never known happiness. 
you know, I actually, that's not true. I had one little summer that was fun. Um, and the rest of it was just painful, just extremely painful. And for even, me. I, I just want to say, even in recent, you know, in the last 10 years, um, you know, everybody has their struggles and it doesn't oh, have yeah. to be like utter despair. Like sometimes, you know, we, everyone gets into a rut. Oh, that's, that's, this is a great point. You yeah. know, just, just a rut where you're just, and Mark used to say, and I always have this vision of this, you know, you're on a track, you're a, you're in a coffin with the ends kicked out. So you're on a track and every day runs into the next and it just feels pretty futile. Um, you know, so, so that can feel like I can't get out. I can't get out of it. And it really is. Yeah, you can, you, that's the feeling that you can't get out is an illusion. And so even if your persistence, sometimes your persistence gets you on that track, right? Yeah. yeah. Where you keep doing the same, same kind of stuff every day, trying to get happier, trying to figure it out and it's not working, but you, you're so persistent, you don't recognize it. So you have to kind of shift directions, take a step back, open your mind to the possibility that maybe there's a different way to do this. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many facets to this. I, I think that, I think that what, what you need to know, and, and I, as you were talking, I was thinking about this, whenever we change our mind about something, whether it's, let's say that your, your life is literally, you feel like you're on a treadmill going nowhere. You go into the same job that you hate. You're in a marriage that's totally uncommunicative. Um, it's just, you're just dying inside, right? It's a quiet desperation. So go a different way to work. Something you something can control, small, right? Something small. And then what, what happens is it changes your state of mind. You're changing your state of mind. And then the world is reflecting back to you as you take your car in a different route. One you've never taken before. Maybe you go a little longer. You leave five minutes early and you say, you know what? I'm going to go down that road. I've never been down before. And then you go down that road. And what happens is, and this is really important, it, the hopelessness goes away because small, tiny doors open in your mind. Yeah. You might be reminded about something in your youth that you hadn't thought of that brings back joy. And you go, oh, I'm going to go play tennis again. I'm going to go to a club today and sign up for tennis because I hadn't thought about playing tennis again, you know, and maybe there's a, a club for people in their 60s to play tennis, you know, doubles or something. Um, I'm going to go back into the pool and go for a swim. I'm going to sign up for the Y, not get all radical and crazy about it. Just enjoy myself. Maybe I will paint that picture when I get home. Let me go buy, let me go buy Michael's and get, get some, get some paints. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like when you, and, and then you just go do that. You don't think about it anymore. You just, you say, fuck it. I'm going and I'm going to go buy the paints. And that's all you got to do. Put the paints away. Maybe they sit for three years. Who gives a shit? Who cares? Yep. You went to Michael's and your day wasn't the same day. You can control small things, which lead into bigger things, which lead into bigger things. And before you know it, you have a different life. And I know that because I started on a street corner homeless with nothing, Yeah, with nothing. And I hitchhiked and I went and got a job and my life started over. I got a haircut and a job that day. I can remember that. I had $14 in my pocket. I ended the day with zero, but a job. <laughs> yeah. So, so look at life itself to be happy in life overall requires persistence because, because 
as Mark has said before, life can be, you know, it's kind of gamed against you, right? And and so every day requires a certain amount. I mean, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you just don't know what the day is going to bring, but you but you might because it's kind of been, you know, your life can get kind of ordinary and boring. And and so you 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 have to go a different way to work or do something that makes you feel alive. Yeah. And here's the last part. So sometimes, sometimes boring is really good too. Yeah. I've had times in my life where I have achieved passivity and I was persistent in my passivity. And in, in my other avocation, which is hunting, I had to learn to relax in the woods and I, my God, do I enjoy it more? Oh, I bet. You know, I, I'm a tracker. So it's a very engaging uh, active method of hunting. And, and sometimes I've just had to say, Jesus, Mark, it's, it shouldn't be like a marched, you know, forced march, <laughs> you know, relax a little bit. And actually I've had a lot more success in, in the experience because of that. So sometimes we have to ratchet back. And enjoy I think things. that's a great lesson for learning the freedom model for changing your preference. Look at, I know when you, when you, this is a serious thing. I know solving addiction can be a very, it's a matter of life or death for some people, right? Mm -hmm. So so there is a tendency to kind of go at it in some respects, either very passively where you're just waiting for something to happen to you because of the addiction treatment model, something different to change, or go at it and then just, you know, continuously beat yourself up because you didn't get it right away. And then you, you know, that makes you have all this allure to want to quit because you're thinking, oh, I just can't do it. So what Mark said about being in the woods applies here. And that is open your mind, slow down a little bit. Let's start listening to a couple chapters. What maybe if you're in the online program, watch a couple videos. If you're just watching podcasts, go through our whole anthology of podcasts and, and just enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Start to imagine what would, I think somebody wrote this on, on the group, like what, what would, what would true freedom be like for me? Like, what, what does that mean for me? What would I like to, you know, to feel and, and just start to imagine what it could be like to not have to to not worry every day about, am I going to get drunk? To not worry every day about this behavior that you want to stop and just open your mind to the possibility that I can get this and it's going to be easier than I think. Yeah. And I think that there's this idea in, in treatment that let's say you're new to the freedom model. You may be thinking, oh God, this is just another method to try and loop me into a way of thinking. It's not. No. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why the freedom model is designed purely as giving you the research. So, you know, you are the source of change yes. that there's no treatment necessary. Now, I'm not talking about detox. That's fine. Detox is fine, but there's no rehab necessary. There's no recovery necessary. There's no therapist necessary. There's no this, 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 this necessary. What there is, is a change in mind based on facts. And that's all internal. You're completely in control. The freedom model gives you the information only. Then you take that information and you apply it as, oh, I'm the one in control. I didn't know that. And what a wonderful thing. Then 
you can persevere in other places and avenues in your life. But the first place I would persevere is getting the research. So you're not screwed. Yes. So you know the truth. Yeah. You know the truth about yourself. You know the truth about substances. You know the truth about addiction and, and that you can, you're okay. Yeah. That you've always been okay. You just didn't know it. You didn't have the right information to be okay. You didn't have the right information to know that you don't have to feel hopeless, that it's not required to be in pain, that addiction isn't a thing. It is a way of thinking. Yes, exactly. Gosh, I think that was a great place to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so look at wherever you are in the, in this, in this learning process of figuring out, you know, what you really want in your life and figuring out that you can be free and how to be free, um, persist with it. Do not give up. Do not allow for the possibility that those those people in, you know, treatment are right. Um, you're not diseased. You're not powerless. You never have been. And you are the one in control. You're the only one in there and you are the solution. That's right. So, all right. But just a a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, we offer now a free families masterclass, Um, it was three hours. We're cutting it down to an hour, um, because we know that people's time is very valuable and we have found a way to, to consolidate to the most important points within that hour. Um, the next one is scheduled for next or no, it'll be this week because it's going to be released next week. Um, May 4th, Thursday, Star Wars day. And then we have another one scheduled for May 18th. Um, and we'll probably be adding them. I think we're going to start doing them weekly, uh, probably by the end of May. So, um, so look for that. So that's the families moving past addiction masterclass That's yeah. for the loved ones and, and, and the, yeah. the families. Yeah. So, um, everyone's welcome there. Um, yeah. we will limit it to just, just 50 participants, um, per session. Uh, just so we can kind of keep it a little bit more, more personalized, and, but it's completely confidential. You're not yes. looking at each other. It's not a no. group setting. It's, it's not like that. Yeah. We had somebody say, Oh, I don't want to be on zoom because they have this vision of what zoom, you know, uh, meetings, meeting. meeting, <laughs> meetings are like, um, it's not like that at all. You will be able to ask us questions through the Q and a feature, which nobody can see those, but us. Uh, those questions and we will not read your name. And if you don't want us to read the question, we we don't have to, but we, if you want us to give you an answer, we're going to give you an answer um, on um, live, live. But if you want to talk to us, we're going to set up, uh, there's going to be a way for you to contact us directly and make a strategy call. Yep. And we will have a, a, a private call with you. Um, it's pretty great system. And um, also don't forget, you can get our, uh, the Freedom Model uh, for Addictions actual paperback, this book right here for free at freebook.freedommodel.org. Um, you know, all you have to do is pay for shipping. So we still ship those out. Um, and what else? That's uh, it for now. For now. That's, that's it. it. Thanks, everybody. And right, we'll everybody. see you next week. Take care. Are you struggling with a drug or alcohol problem, but you don't want to go to rehab or group meetings? 
that's why we created the non-12-step freedom model coaching program in 2011. Through video conferencing on Zoom or Skype, you can work privately with a certified freedom model coach from your home or office on your schedule. And here's the best part. With the Freedom Model, you'll never be labeled an addict or an alcoholic, and we won't tell you to go to 12-step meetings or hamper your life with endless recovery rituals. Instead, you can learn exactly why addiction isn't a disease and how you can solve the problem for good and move on with your life. Do you want to be completely free from your addiction? Do you want to never have to attend meetings, rehabs, or addiction counseling ever again? And do you want to solve your problem from the comfort of home? Then call us at 888-424-2626 to talk with a Freedom Model coach today and experience the Freedom Model difference.